Welcome to Bullshit Free Witchcraft. I am your host, Trey Dorn, and uh, this is uh, yet another month of going down a very weird path. <laughs> so, the challenges to getting this January episode done have been myriad. Originally, uh, everything was locked down, and we had a topic that eventually we're going to be covering. Um, but the guest who I was going to have on the show to talk about that with, because it's it, it's something that I think is more interesting when you have multiple perspectives. The, the guest who was originally uh, booked uh, had to cancel. And so, uh, because I didn't feel like I could adequately uh, do that one on my own and I didn't have time to uh, book someone else to record, I decided, okay, well, I've got a list of topics. And I have a February episode that's being worked on, and uh, I can I'll bump that up a month. Except the fact is, is that uh, that that episode is taking more research, and I want to make sure because it's a history episode, uh, like my previous history of Wicca episode. Um, this time we'd be talking about the Satanic Panic. I didn't want to get it wrong, so because that script isn't finished. And the end of the month is coming up. Like, I might not get this out um, as early as I want to. Normally, I try to get things out on the last Saturday of the month. And, but usually, it's well recorded well ahead of time. Right now, it's the day before the last Saturday of the month that I'm recording this. And I have not done anything yet on, you know, actually on the record. Uh, and while I know I'm going to record within this session the entirety of the audio for the episode of, the, of me talking um, I don't know, regular listeners may have noticed that usually there's a little bit of score and a little bit of, of music and I write that music and have to edit that in and figure all that out And so uh, hopefully this will be done on Saturday, it might not be done by Saturday but it'll be at least uh, the same weekend that it's supposed to come out so of course, you know that already because this is the future when you're listening to this from my point of view, and uh, the episode's already out, or else you wouldn't hear me talking about this. This is what happens when I'm allowed to go down any random path. So, uh, I had to dig for a third topic. Literally, I've had to dig for a third topic, and I'm scripting this as I'm recording it. I'm improvising portions of it, which I try not to do on this show. I usually try to write out what I'm going to say ahead of time, because, well, for one, it's easier to time out the episodes to make sure they're within the width length. But, um, no, this is just uh, me talking to you. But it's about a subject that's uh, very dear to my heart. And it has to do with authority, it has to do with a sense of play, and really the whole point of this episode is that we have to remember not to take ourselves too seriously, because that is a trap that is a <laughs> a pit to fall down. And when we take ourselves too seriously in witchcraft, we kind of miss the, the forest for the trees. Yeah. You know, Doreen Valiente said, often as a rhetorical question, who initiated the first witch? And normally she was talking about elitism and gatekeeping. That's, that's really the context there. But the reason why she said it is because everything we're doing as, as modern witches, or even as we did as historical witches, is 
100% trial and error. Everything we've ever done was at some point done for the first time. And that also means that things that we've always done aren't necessarily really any more tried and true wisdom than something that, you know, Bob the Witch off the street made up off the top of their head. It's... All of this is just kind of out there. Because <laughs> I see, I, I spend a lot of time randomly looking at Tumblr posts and looking at uh, discussions online about witchcraft because, you know, it's, it's what I like to do. I mean, that's probably what you like to do if you are even listening to this show in the first place, or at least you consider that stuff out there. And... You'll see a lot of things passed around, a lot of spells passed around, a lot of uh, associations with this material means this, and this material means that. And it's... The, the, the authority and reasoning behind it is usually because a person read it in a book somewhere, or the person read it on a webpage somewhere, or a person read it on the back of a box somewhere, and... A lot of people don't think about where these things came from, why these things mean the things they mean, and often it was just someone writing down their personal experiences. Uh, there's a there's a Tumblr blog I follow over Tumblr Mutuals, but I wouldn't, you know, I only interact with this person online, so I don't know her name. In fact, I'm only about 90% confident in her gender. Uh, but I'm 90% is enough for me to use a pronoun. Uh, but she's a secular witch, and she made a post on Tumblr talking about how she could take any spell and uh, replace, a, replace components with a white candle and a rose quartz and make it work. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't supposed to be some like explanation that the rose quartz is a miracle crystal or something like that or any, anything remotely like that, but more so that often associations that we we put behind things aren't necessarily any more meaningful than the association we put in ourselves. And I think that's really true. Uh, now, I, I disagree with this person on a couple of things about the way magic works, but if if any two witches agreed completely on how anything works the witchcraft community wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But the point the point is that all of these things were just sort of... Someone came up with this on the fly. Someone said, hey, I want to try to do this. And I think it's important to remember that, hey, I, I, I just wanted to try this is a perfectly good reason to do anything as long as you're not lighting your hair on fire. Wear a ponytail. That is a long-haired friends. The secret is always wear a ponytail or put your hair up. The hair falls into candles, and candles catch hair on fire. And, like, the only reason why I never lit my hair on fire... I, I had long... I, I have long longish hair now. I used to have really long hair when I was younger, because I've, I've been a witch... Uh, since I was a teenager, and through uh, my teenage years and most of my 20s, I had I had very long hair. 
And I never lit it on fire because I put it in a ponytail. And the only reason I thought to put it in a ponytail is because uh, my older sister, who um, is now more of a Unitarian, but uh, she was also a witch, lit her hair on fire <laughs> uh, with a candle. You lean over a candle, your hair falls into it. And let me tell you, the smell of burnt hair is not a super fun one. So uh, this is I know this is an aside, but... Witches, if you have long hair, consider a ponytail when you're working with candles because, um, again, there's so many, so many witches have lit their hair on fire on accident, and it's just, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Anyways, back to the point, <laughs> back to my long meandering point. Um, the important thing is that. All these things, almost everything we do, is just trial and error. People are just trying stuff out and doing it and seeing if it works, and that's the way it has always been. And some things are more effective than others for some people, and guess what? Not everything's effective for everybody, and I will fight you on that. If you tell me that some spell is universal, the only thing I'm going to say is the most, the only universal spell I know is my broken window curse, because it involves throwing a brick through someone's window. And... Even that doesn't always work if it's reinforced glass. So, not everything is universal for every person. And that's that's really important to remember. The problem is... So, when I go onto, like, Tumblr, most people would think that I would get annoyed with, like, the, the witch aesthetic stuff. And, I mean, yeah, there's a very visual focus on, on white cis women um, in witch aesthetic stuff. But that's actually fine. That doesn't bother me. That's flavor. That's if someone's having a good day, let them enjoy their stuff. That's just fun. No, the posts that, that bother me are um, people who make magical declarations about the validity of one magical practice versus another. Now, I'm not talking about, like, is it right for a person to do a thing? Like, there's... There are moral implications to things um, like calling, uh, smoke cleansing, smudging if you're not doing an actual smudging ceremony from a Native American practice. And the fact is, if you're a white person, you probably aren't actually fully trained on an actual Native American tribal practice. So don't call it smudging. Don't call it smudging. That's not our word. Um, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who act like an authority on how magic works. Now, I have my own ideas, I have my own opinions, and I'm more than happy to share them with anyone who asks, but the fact is that we're all kind of guessing. Now, do we believe that magic works? Yes. Do I think that I have witnessed things that prove to me that it works? Yeah, I, again, I, like the ghost stories, I always sound like a crazy person, though, if I talk about that, because I wouldn't believe someone else if they told me my own stories back to me. Uh, but I think that the, the idea, the idea that any of us is an authority on the true way of anything, um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The idea that someone can say your magic isn't valid because of X, Y, and Z, that is ridiculous. You might be culturally insensitive. <laughs> you might even be racist. But that doesn't mean your magic's invalid as magic. It just means you might be an asshole. Uh, so, 
like none of us is really the authority on how this stuff works. And that's why I go back to Doreen Valiente's uh, quote of who initiated the first witch, her rhetorical question, because, again, who gave the, the whatever book you read, who gave that person the authority? You know, it's where does that authority come from? And the fact is, it doesn't really come from anywhere. <laughs> it comes again. All of this comes from trial and error. And what works for you works for you. What works for me works for me. Let's all try not to be assholes and actually just be nice to each other. But more importantly, it, it, it comes back to something that I, I call a sense of play. I, t I wrote an article about this literally like 11 years ago uh, about the importance that magic be fun. You know, it's uh, a decade ago, a decade ago, a friend of mine and I had a conversation about how there was a D&D &D, um, &D event at a Pagan Pride Day. And it's like 2008. And uh, initially I thought it was silly that they, they had it there, mostly just because, you know, tabletop gaming has had to try to get itself away from the witchcraft community and its PR for a long time due to the satanic panic. And there's, you know, it's just funny. It's just funny that, you know, D&D players are stuck trying to convince evangelicals that they're not actually doing magic. And then a bunch of people who do magic um, went and played D&D. <laughs> but that's because D&D is fun as hell. Uh, I love role-playing games. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. To get back to the point, like, at first I was kind of shocked, but then I was like, no, it's... It's fun. What we're doing is supposed to be fun. Like, and I, I, I think a sense of play, a sense of play, and by that I mean, like, understanding that the universe and its construction is not as serious as we think it is. If you, I believe in deity. I'm a Wiccan, so I believe in a god and goddess, and I think they've got a sense of humor. If you don't believe in them, that's also fine. You also should have a sense of humor, because I think everyone should have a sense of humor. And, like, the fact is that I didn't grow up in a Christian household. I grew up in a large agnostic home. I was an atheist as a kid. And so I often, like, when I say things that I truly believe in, like... Like, I think, like, I realize that, from my own perspective, what I'm saying sounds nuts. It sounds nuts, because I've been culturally brought in through the same system as everybody else. But I still believe it works. Like, uh, my local, uh, uh my local, uh, witch shop has... The, 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 I saw a class on their events list for, like, psychic defense... And at first, my initial reaction, I had the reaction that anyone would have, and I thought, well, that sounds crazy. Then I read about what it was about, and I went, wait, I believe in every single thing that this person is talking about. And I've spent years just explaining to people that, no, I believe in a bunch of hippy-dippy bullshit. And I do. I do believe in this stuff. Like, it's... I'm, and I'm not even ashamed of it. I, I think all of it sounds nuts, but I've also had enough personal experiences that I believe my own experiences to be true and valid, and so I'm gonna believe other people's experiences to be true and valid. Um, 
and that's okay. So I think that that at least for me, like, it's okay to not take life seriously. Like, I take my craft seriously in the sense that I try to do it as best I can. I believe it works. I believe it is effective. I believe that, like, the work I'm putting in is legitimate. But I also... <laughs> I also know how ridiculous it is. I think, and I think the biggest problem for anyone is when they don't realize how ridiculous everything every human ever does is. We are all ridiculous, and that's okay. That's actually good. It is good to be ridiculous and all in. We've been trained to be cynical. We've been trained to be jerks. We've also been, been trained to try to fit into this... Um, this uh, structure of a society with a different dominant religion, where we're told that the choice should, we're told that the choice is between the, the Christian mythology, which I'm not a Christian, so it's mythology. If you are a Christian, then it's your religion, and that's fine. But either way, uh, but the, the the Christian mythos here, I'll say I'll say mythos, the Christian mythos, or the idea that um, you have to be an atheist. And there are agnostics in the middle, and that's the spectrum. But that's not even remotely, like, accurate. And the the agnostics get a lot of respect from me because not knowing the answer, I think, not accepting that you don't know the answer, I think, is the most important thing. Um, because, like. Often, I find the Christians don't recognize how ridiculous some of their own practices are. I'll, uh, the Ash Wednesday story. So, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. I knew that Ash Wednesday was a thing. I had a bunch of friends who, you know, were Christian of uh, denominations that, you know, actually, like, did Lent. And so I knew, you know, Fat Tuesday, I knew Ash Wednesday was the beginning of Lent. And, you know, like, I, I knew all of that. What I didn't understand was that it was literal. Like... I didn't understand that the the ash in Ash Wednesday was literal, and so it, I was in college. I was a fully formed adult in my twenties, and I go down from my dorm to my eight a.m. class, and I walk around campus, and I keep seeing people with like this smudge on their forehead. And the first person I see, I was like, "That's weird." The second person I see, that's also weird. And then I walk into a crowd, and I think the uh, the uh, the university I went to, there's a there's like a church across the street that does multiple denominations for students, and a service must have just let out on Ash Wednesday because there were all of these people walking around campus with with stuff on their head. But what was weirder was that no one else thought it was weird. Like, it was really, like, whether people had it on their heads or not, everyone was just walking around like it was a normal day. And I'm just walking around confused. And and suddenly I have to, I, I, go, to, I go to lunch after one of my classes, and I, I go to my friend, um, I think my friend Leah, and I say, all these people walking around with ash on their forehead. What's going on? She just looks at me and says, it's Ash Wednesday. And I was like, you say that to me like it explains anything. And and so, like, every religion does things that look ridiculous. But they don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's good to know that you look ridiculous and be okay with it. That's the difference. I think that 
And I know witchcraft isn't a religion for everyone who practices witchcraft. And I want to, you know, obviously. But I, th I think that, like, to do a practice like that and to not know that it's ridiculous means you're not questioning it. It means you're not looking around it. You're not peeking around the corners. You're not saying, like, I'm walking around with a stupid smudge on my head. But, like... But I'm also not saying to embrace cynicism about it. I'm not saying be cynical about it, but, like, understand the depth of what you're doing. Like, this is... I'm walking around with a smudge on my head. It's ridiculous, and I'm okay with that. Like... It's okay to be ridiculous as long as you're comfortable with being ridiculous. And it's important to see the ridiculousness in what you're doing. The fact is, I know that when I sit down and I do um, a ritual, that I probably look like an idiot. But I'm okay with looking like an idiot. I'm happy with myself looking like an idiot. I'm ecstatic that I have the freedom to look like an idiot. It's okay, guys, to look stupid. I guess at this point, I probably sound like I'm rambling. And to be fair, like, I kind of am. But... <laughs> but that's okay. That's... I'm probably not being helpful, and I'm sorry about that. I guess my point is is that... My point, to, to drag it all back, is that we should be having fun with this. And when you're not having fun with this, if you're telling everyone that they have to put their serious pants on at all times, you're being a dick. <laughs> and it is bullshit. It is... When you... When you say that everyone needs to take things seriously, you're being a dick. Um... If you are taking things seriously and you're holding everyone to that standard, you're also probably not having fun yourself. Witchcraft isn't about a power trip. It's not about, you know, being the best or notoriety. And I'm certain there are people in this community for that very reason. I've met many who get into witchcraft because they want to feel better than other people. I've met people who get into witchcraft because they want to be looked at as the cool guy. And, like, I know people, I've met people who get into witchcraft because they want to have some sort of power over other people. Frankly, there are people like that are the reason why I have avoided group practice for a long time. And the reason why I still do. Um, that's why I isolated myself for almost a decade from the community, because I got tired of, of people who uh, were trying to do stuff like that. But, really, really what witchcraft is about, what witchcraft should be about, is finding connection. Be it a connection to the universe, whatever but a connection to magic and, and feeling that and feeling that pull and even explaining it makes us all sound ridiculous. But that's great. Like, in the modern day, with everything we have to worry about, 
with this economy, with the political situation of awfulness. Uh, the fact is I'm recording this during a government shutdown where my uh, my sister, who, who works for the federal government, has been furloughed since the holidays. Like, all of this stress, all of this darkness, all of this... We've got bills, we've got so much. And in all of that, magic gives us a connection to something pure. Witchcraft enables us to feel something we might not otherwise feel. And I just want it to be clear that it's okay, that it's ridiculous. You know, I talked about Christianity a little bit, and mostly how so many people, not not all, but because it's the dominant religion in our culture, um, at least in the culture of the United States, where I record this podcast and live, a lot of the people within it don't see the ridiculousness that it looks like from outside. I don't even like I'm I didn't even get into the basic theology. But there's also So the funny thing is is that because because I'm a Wiccan and because um there are evangelical groups that have not necessarily been the friendliest to our religion over the years, um We've ended up, in many cases, aligning ourselves with atheists over the years, although there's, you know, a whole... But the libertarian side. Anyways, uh, there's a bunch of atheists who I've ended up knowing over the years, and I've seen, like, memes and things like that, which are like, oh, they're so ridiculous, and, you know, that's why atheism's better. And I'm like, no, it, that's... Like, there's nothing wrong with atheism. Let's be really clear here. I'm not an atheist. I used to be one when I was a child and when I was an early teen. Um... I have many atheist friends. I have many atheist friends. That sounds like a... Wow. That is the most I've ever sounded like a certain kind of person, but being about a certain kind of person. Um, like, but it's important to recognize if you're an atheist that you understand that you're making a choice, that you're not going to believe in something that you can't prove or see. I mean, that's what it is, right? Like, Because obviously you can't disprove a higher power because proving a negative is down near impossible, let alone proving a negative of something that by its very definition would be ineffable. But you're making, you're making a choice to not... Be, to, to, you're making a choice of belief. It's not a, a faith, it's not a religion. Atheism is not a religion, but it is a belief. It is a fundamental belief that there's... In, in, that there's nothing... That if you don't have evidence for it, it doesn't exist. And that's fine. Um, frankly, there are a lot of atheist witches. <laughs> um, that's great. But uh, the fact is, is that, like, the idea of a lot of those come from a sense of superiority that, like, because this looks ridiculous, it must not be true. But I'm like, whether or not something's ridiculous doesn't really matter. To whether or not it's real. Have you seen the platypus? That thing's... That thing's ridiculous. I mean, so... 
I just hate smug people. That's really what it is. I hate any. I hate smugness. <laughs> I hate cynical. I hate cynical smugness. I hate people who do things that uh, just to make themselves feel more superior. I am not superior to anyone, and neither are you. Except for Nazis. We're all superior to Nazis, unless you're a Nazi, and then you're inferior to the rest of us. Fuck Nazis. I guess that's, uh... That really besides my point. So, I guess, if I'm gonna wrap this up in the weirdest episode I've done of me just rambling for a good 20-something minutes, I'm gonna say, um... Have fun. Be ridiculous. Be okay with being ridiculous. Fuck gatekeepers. Fuck Nazis. There. I don't even know how Nazis... I know how Nazis got in there, but I don't know how I got there. But we got there, and we all got there together. And I'm going to wrap up the episode here. Uh, This was a very strange stream of consciousness with only a vague plan. Because uh, the universe decided to make recording this month's podcast difficult. I swear... Next month, I'm going to be more organized only because I'm halfway through writing that episode already. So February's episode is going to be back on track. And uh, if you want to support this show, remember, I have a Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. You can follow me on Twitter at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. You can follow me on Tumblr because apparently we're still around uh, at uh, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. You can... uh, Find the show on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. And remember, you can always uh, find the show at uh, bsfreewitchcraft.trhonline.com. And uh, there's a contact form there if you want to write to me. I don't. I read everything that gets sent. I don't respond to all of it. Uh, but I like hearing from you guys. And uh, it gives me sometimes ideas for shows we end up doing. So that's a thought. And with that, I'm going to sashay on out of here and talk to you all in February. Uh, Remember, you can also listen to me on the Nerd and Tie podcast at nerdandtie.com. We are coming up with some new cool stuff this year that uh, we've recorded some things that will be coming out um, in a few months, probably. I don't know the timetable. Timetable depends on how much material we can get together. But there's a new neat project going over there for for geeky people that... uh, uh, you'll find out about soon. For witches, uh, this is where the witch stuff So you've already found it. All right, and uh, remember to subscribe on iTunes, on Google Play, on any place that uh, podcasts are stuffed into routinely through RSS feeds. And uh, don't have a good exit catchphrase still, and I still need to come up with... Uh, oh, yeah, write to me if you've got suggestions about what to call listeners for the show, because I feel like I should call you something and I can't think of anything that doesn't involve obscenities. So, with that, I'm out! <laughs>